Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Beer's about drinkability. Doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm jet propelled at all times. (laughs) How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example, and this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think it's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. (laughs) You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five? Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hey, welcome everybody. This is The Session. My name is JP. I'm going to be your host for today. Along with me is my very close personal friend, but slightly less handsome than I am, Sean O'Sullivan. (laughs) Hey, hey, well, uh, it's, um, it's great to be back, uh, especially <laughs> over Zoom Yeah, uh, in my own kitchen. I thought I would never do a session show in my kitchen, but here I am. But here you are. Are you going to cook yeah. something up for us, uh, you know, while we're waiting? I'm, I'm going to fry some pork uh, a little later nice. and uh, do a okay. cooking demo, and then, yeah. you know, we'll get into, you know, some wine. I love it. I think that'd be great. I think it'd be a great <laughs> turn for the session to take a little cooking with Sully. There you go. <laughs> I like that. I like that idea. Yeah, thanks, How are you doing, man. JP? I'm okay. I'm here, man. You know, we're sweating out here in East County, baby. Oh, it is? It's hot. You know, there's one thing I have to say before we get into the meat and potato of the show. I have to congratulate it. This is your wedding anniversary. Uh, no, Saturday. That's what I said, Saturday. Yeah. yeah. And so I just want to, like, congratulate you on five years. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Of, of marital bliss. Yeah. And there we are. I was the officiant at your wedding. You sure were, I wit- man. I witnessed the whole thing. You sure and, did. Uh, you haven't called me to... Uh, renege on the whole thing so congratulations nope. yeah well thanks man i appreciate it thank you very much You're um, quite welcome. speaking of celebrations we are here with Vito, brandon and jessica from imperial beer project in my neighboring uh area of brentwood how you guys doing doing good doing good thanks doing for having us doing all right yeah thanks for uh thanks for zooming with us you didn't have to trek all the way out to concord man which is uh you know, it's not really that much of a drive, but it's, you know, it's half an hour, 35 minutes. 
<laughs> and nobody wants to drive because it's the four corridor and that's terrible. But that's another show. That's the freeway show we're going to start here in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to support the show, uh, we have on our homepage of our website, which is thebrewingnetwork.com, of course, a link to our Amazon affiliate account. So you can do all your Amazon shopping through there. That would be really great. For all the sponsors that you hear on today's show, please support them, uh, email them, reach out to them, thank them very much for still supporting this show, especially through all the nonsense that's happening in the world uh, right now. Uh, you know, we need we need all the support we can get uh, from from you listeners and from the sponsors too. So uh, do me a favor and support them if you can. That would be uh, really really kind of you. We also have a bunch of other shows on the network, but you guys know that. So let me stop rambling and let's talk beer. Imperial Beer Project. Thank you again, guys, for for joining us. So. I'm familiar with 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 you guys, you know, vaguely uh, because you had a bar out in in Brentwood, I believe, yeah, right? We were we were in Brentwood at the bar Lone Tree Empire for a while. Um, I think we opened up 2016. It's kind of like dove our way into the beer scene out here, trying to you know help the area a little bit. We got tired of traveling to go get good beers, bro. I yeah, because so I came, I moved from Concord, <clears throat> excuse me, out here to to Oakley. I don't know, yeah. three years ago, I guess, or whatever. And, you know, you're looking on Yelp or whatever, and you're going, well, I don't know where to get a beer. There's a joint, you know, by the Raley's. <laughs> See, now I yeah. can talk to you guys. Because now I know, now, now we know. Sully was doesn't know. Beefen Brew when you checked it out, or was it Providence? It was Providence. Okay, Beefen okay. Brew was... It was yeah. Beefen Brew, and we moved out here yeah. a few beef, years before you. Beef and <laughs> Brew? Beef and Brew. Beef and Brew. Damn, that sounds like a strip club, I think, and I don't know... <laughs> weird but you know it was cool it's a it was a little weird yeah and they had like 805 and Modelo, and then you know all the other like you know big staples i'm like okay i could i could sort of vibe but uh you know there there wasn't really anything out here except for imperial so i appreciate that when when you when you opened up how how is introducing craft beer to a market that isn't really craft savvy i mean you guys you you did sort of break ground out here and yeah, right. We, we had, uh, I mean, there's a couple places that were into beer, um, but they still stuck mostly to the the bigger distributors Main and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like okay. none of them stood in line at 4 a.m. to wait for a single bottle of something. You know, they, they, hadn't, they hadn't paid their dues like that. So yeah. um, it was a little difficult at first, but I think our area just of East County and then the surrounding areas, Tracy, Stockton. Um, you know, over into the Delta towns and stuff like they, they really, we started pulling people in, like people were traveling to us just to buy, you know, a four pack and take off because there was nothing over there. So that was kind of cool. It was a little slow going at first, you know, and it still kind of is uh, just because we're like a secluded corner of the Bay Area and most people from the Bay Area hate that we say we're part of the Bay Area, but you know. It, it, but it, we are. Do they really? That, that, that's that, that, that's a thing. Like you, like you, you're part of the Bay Area. You think you're part of Nevada? I mean, what is it? Uh, I think I think we're uh, West Sacramento. Oh, uh, okay. Jeez. Yeah. It's really not that far. We jump in and, and uh, I've seen West Sacramento. You were not West Sacramento, <laughs> and I love West Sacramento. Sure. <laughs> like he would drive down the coast and yeah. get kegs and bottles and curate this list. Like he's one of the dudes that loved beer. And didn't just order, you know, like you went and drove for these yeah. so like I, you know, 24 hour road trips down to LA and San Diego. Really? Yeah. Overnight, bomb down, come back and bootlegging. That just stemmed from, you know, being a fan of beer and traveling to go taste yeah. beers from all over. Yeah. And then once you taste beers from all your favorite places, wherever they are, 
like, oh shit, I want to share that with people. We need to figure out a way to get it to them. So if it was in California, we just, we drive or figured out, you know, how to work GSO. Um, <laughs> okay. People that were like, willing really? to do that with us. Not everybody would be, but you know, we had a lot of, we had a lot of friends and they yeah. had a lot of good beer up here. Nice. And you know, I, I've been a couple of times and, and I think you had European beers. Right. And my or maybe I was just drunk because my my thought was <laughs> anytime you go to a beer bar and you can't pronounce the name really on the on the the beer board, you know, you're in a, a place that cares about beer. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, not not to not to say that, you know, oh, if you just have like, you know, 21st Amendment or society or whatever that, you know, this just it is what it is. But if you're like hauling European beers over that I've never heard of before and I've, you know, drank a fair share of beers. OK, yeah. you feel like. Okay, I'm in a place that sort of understands me as a person. Yeah. I think we're just we were open to to just you know new breweries, new styles, and things that we had we've uh, never heard of just because we we're fans of beer, so we wanted to try well, it. Well, yeah, and beer's yeah. been a passion for us for so long. Like we're not just we weren't establishment just opening up trying to make ends meet. Like it's yeah, we're we, going we on really, hype and stuff like yeah. that. It was a passion thing. We wanted to do it right, or at least how we thought it should be done. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. And, it worked out and it paid off and people liked it and supported us, you know. We didn't kill it or anything, but uh, five years later or less than five years later, we sold one venue and all the assets and then dumped that back into a new a new venue and we opened up the brewery. So it, it's worked out and people like it and people are still supporting us. Uh, so it's, it's so you had, the, you had the tap bar you started in 2016 and mm-hmm. then you ran that and then you sold that off and then you... 2019. 19 started construction of 2019 uh in august of 2019 on the brewery and we opened the doors in april so we knocked it out in about like seven months I even think. with the pandemic yeah even yeah. with wow. the pandemic yeah, we're definitely getting there so h- how do you how do you decide to sort of switch to the other side of the count or the other side of the cold box i guess how do you how do you go from <laughs> serving beer in the plans i know okay. we've we, we known each other for years yeah. and i've always tried to be yeah, I always wanted to brew. I'm, you know, home brewer for for years, and we talked about it. And yeah, so I know you. Sure. Well, it was for years now. You know, and yeah. you kind of like hey, it I'm just ready, happened you know? a lot quicker than we were expecting. Yeah. It was it was, in it the was plan. more like of a five ten year plan, not a three to four years. Yeah, we didn't we didn't know how to get into that side of it. I'd never worked in the industry before. Um, yeah. Neither of us did, and uh, we we tried to get I tried to get a couple jobs at places just to learn a little bit. And we did I did that. <laughs> so yeah over and we just I, I made enough money to save up and start the bar and so we figured we'll get into the industry that way we'll kind of like shoe our way in there and then we started learning more about it taking notes talking to more brewers we met more brewery owners and giving us you know the logistics and everything and then once we figured out it was going to happen call up this bad guy right here and uh Vito to the rescue <laughs> i can make beer but people wouldn't buy my beer so we need yeah. somebody this Oh, same brother. Yeah, for sure. So you're, so you're, let me just see if I understand your pathway to opening a brewery was to open a bar Yeah. to learn about the industry. I feel like that's much more work than, than maybe you needed to do. <laughs> just like working at a bar. Yeah. I mean, I took opportunities that presented themselves within there and then Everything lines up eventually, you know. Yeah, and uh, one of the key, especially for our business model, uh, which is like ninety percent, and we'll probably get to that later. In-house sales, it's, yeah. it's a distribution model. So, like, mm-hmm. you learned, you know, ninety percent of yeah. like, what we were, you know, aiming for with the opening of this brewery, right? That distribution. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't, 
too much about it. It just seemed that I think the brewery side of it seemed a little bit more daunting, especially with the, the whole equipment and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the tap room seemed manageable and like I could pick that up fairly easy and, you know, sure. work it because the key things are just like, you know, having a good work ethic, being decent with people and then knowing what you're talking about. Were you so, always planning to open in Brentwood? Uh, wanted to, yeah. Okay. I felt like since we started the bar out here and we lived out here, you know, yeah. we we love. We wanted county. a place that yeah. we could hang out with, and it just we had to open it. Yeah, and, in, um, which in 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 some ways that might make a little bit more sense, honestly. If you open a, a craft beer bar and you sort of whet everybody's appetite for craft beer, well, then you can open a brewery with a tap room in it and sort of. Yeah sort of what supply that demand you've already created yeah and honestly i think I, that wasn't necessarily the the plan or just kind yeah. of like run the industry and see where it goes yeah uh, but if we didn't do that prior to opening this uh we would have gone under like super quick because we were at the end of construction um i was calling for our final inspections the day shelter in place uh, happened oh. so like all of our money was gone from just finishing construction we were waiting for you know some cash flow to come in in a couple of weeks when we opened up and then like you fuck that plan you know yeah yeah <laughs> if we weren't able to post something on instagram saying like yo we're selling crowlers tomorrow come buy some shit um and get the response that we got like it could have been a different, a different yeah, scenario sure. you know we might not have made it this long wow sure. yeah you have to just open the doors at some point we were the same way we didn't even have our brew this is a, in 2000 at the pub in san francisco and we didn't even have our brewing license yet we were still waiting for that to go through so I just got a bunch of guest beers just to open, just to get the money to come. Yeah, exactly. At some point, you're just like, we got to just open this. So, got to get <laughs> yeah, that was one of yeah. the plans too, like pending, because I we didn't know like how yeah. the TTB process was going to go, or we kept getting different um, answers as far as like who inspects the brew house or who actually finally clears you to make beer. And so, as we're getting closer to opening, it's just like, well, shit, since we have a full kitchen, we can do guest beers. Mm-hmm. Um, we can just open up and operate like a brew pub until we figure out the brew house. Worst case scenario. Um, but come to find out, nobody else knows who's supposed to regulate the brute house, really, aside from, you know, the FDA. <laughs> but yeah, I, really- I, I remember uh, once I made a decision to have all the guest beers came in and I bought beers from distributors, kegs from distributors. They all they gave me all this tapping equipment, so the, the lines, the taps and all that. And it was like, it was the Sankey fittings and all that. It was like, oh, free stuff. This is awesome. <laughs> Which I probably paid for, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you guys knew Vito since before uh, the bar? I met him through a friend of a friend, Jessica, one of Jessica's co workers. They were into beer too. They were She's my friends. best. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica BFF. Yeah. All right. And, uh, they were friends with Vito, and then we were all into beer, and that became common knowledge. And then, you know, I think the first time I met Vito was actually at a. Uh, Spring Brews, I think. Spring Brews. All right, Pete. Our supposed, I mean, everybody was supposed to pour there. That, yeah, we're, our, our, oh, whole, we're our grand opening was going to be at, the first time anybody was going to taste our beer was going to be at Spring Brew. Yeah, yeah. Damn, dude. And we were so looking forward to that and so good. Yeah, so were we, man, because that's a, yeah. that's a big, <laughs> yeah, uh, your boys are hurting over here. Um, so, and Vito, you've been on Dr. Homebrew a couple of times, I think, I, too. I thought, uh, 
Do, not Dr. Homebrew, the regular, me and Sager did the turbid mass, um, two part on the, the Monday, the Sunday session or. Yeah, Sunday but session. you've, you've been on, you've been on. I think I did Dr. Homebrew once okay. um, on the Australian sparkling ale talk. There we go. The metal. There yeah. we go. I knew you so were there somewhere. Dr. Homebrew. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, me and Matt, uh, did our turbid mass uh, talk for you guys. That's right. Awesome. Yeah. That yeah. was really fun. So yeah. how do you convince, you know, pretend that Brandon and Jessica are in the room. How do you convince these people <laughs> to, to pay you to do something you've never done before? Well, no. shit. okay. I'll let him answer that question. Before he I is, you don't offer to pay them. Yeah. Ah, okay. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. That's the craft beer so, way. No, I'm kidding. So, so luckily I'm in a position where I can work for free. Yeah. Um, and, and, and want to brew and, 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 have, you know, brewed commercially with, with friends doing pro-ams and, and even, uh, uh, you know, volunteering for weeks, um, at, at breweries for a couple of years now. So I'm you know, okay. working towards that, but this allowed me yeah, to, to be in a good position to, uh, yeah, work sweat equity. So yeah. And it worked out yeah. because I mean, obviously I've been drinking his beer for years now, so I know he's got the the quality there yeah. and he, this is something he wants to do in a part, he wants to be a part of it. And I was like, he believes in us. I'm super stoked on it because yeah. I fully believe in what he does. So it worked out really well that like he's capable of putting in that time to be a part of it and like give feed into it, you know, and just make it bigger than what we were planning on it to be, you know. Sure. He's able to get in and be a part of that. So it's really worked out well. Was all it, I all I heard was Vito is really a rich guy that doesn't need to work. <laughs> not rich by any means. Start with money. Start with my money. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, rich in, in life and, and value. Like so, I don't live with outside my means. So I, I know what I need, and I, I, I yeah. can make that. He's a, he's a good guy with a budget. It sounds like, or he has a lot of <laughs> he has a lot of Bitcoin. I can't tell. Which is, uh, I smell Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. I, I made my money in ripple. Uh, which is a short lived, uh, anyway. Uh, well look, let's take a break. Um, because I really do want to open one of your beers. So, uh, what yeah. should I, what should I drink first? Which should mean uh, the I, only I person. About that, I know I gave you like at least five or six beers. So, and, it, yeah. and I'm, we won't get to all of them, but, uh, uh, either the American Light Lager or the Australian Sparkling Ale. I'm leaning towards the Australian Sparkling Ale only because that's what I want to go drink right now. Which one? Um, what's it called? It's a, what's, it's it ca- what's it called? Simon's um, Galaxy. Simon's Galaxy. Let's Simon's start there. Is that so, yeah, after Peter? Is that after Peter? That's the one I do with Peter, yeah. Nice. Simon's. Okay. Um, I'm going to go get that. Uh, Sully, sorry, brother. but uh, Well, you did offer me to come out and get the beers today, but I, I, couldn't get out to, I couldn't get out to Nevada. I had to, I mean, I was stuck <laughs> yeah. here where you live. I had to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> other side of the tunnel. I just really wanted you to, to deliver a bunch of beer to me, too. Yeah, that was the plan, wasn't it? Yeah, basically. All right, let's Thanks. take a quick break, everybody. This, this session, hang on. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. We're here with the folks from Imperial Beer Project out in beautiful Brentwood, California. And, you know, the first time I ever heard of a Brentwood, it was, of course, 
uh, the Brentwood in LA. And I, for the longest time, whenever someone would say, oh yeah, we got that Brentwood corn or we're going to go to Brentwood to pick cherries. I'm like, why the fuck are you going to LA to pick? I don't understand what's going on. You know, it's funny. I used to live in Brentwood. I lived in Brentwood and I thought like, when I heard Brentwood corn, I was like, there's no fields in Brentwood. What's going on here? (laughs) That made it very interesting to open up the cafe when we first started doing research. We had no idea there was another Brentwood. So we were looking up a bunch of information and nothing was really adding up. And then we finally realized that California does have two Brentwoods and things got a little bit easier. We had, we had like a people, marketing people reaching out to us all the time. Oh yeah. From real LA, estate, LA real estate Trying to get people. us like run at it. we got a proposition <laughs> for you. Let's do this. Yeah, right. <laughs> now Brentwood's famous for something yeah. else down in Southern California. And it's not beer and it's not corn. It's, it's OJ. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, this beer that I am personally drinking myself, Sully, it's called Simon's Galaxy. Tell me a little bit about that name. this guy. That's what I'm drinking too. Nice. Uh, what can you tell me about this guy? You said it's an Australian sparkling ale. Which is well, what yeah, I think let's start with, uh, I guess, the name. because yeah. um, So Peter Simons, is, I did a remote uh, collaboration with. Um, and I, I describe them uh, as the tasty of Australia, which is the easiest way for me to just, uh, you know, for people in our little circle, circles to get. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's a, big, he's a beer historian. Um, so, and I met him at, uh, was it 2018, 2017, um, the National Homebrewers Convention, where I won a uh, medal for Australian sparkling. Ale. It was the first time that that, that style had medals in the, because uh, it only got added in the 2015 guidelines. Um, anyways, and that, so I guess that was a, that's a good thing. I was, you know, familiar with the style from, uh, from studying. I, I became certified, I think it was 2015, 2016, BJC certified. And so I was familiar with the style and I just wanted to brew something crazy and, and, uh, got a medal for it. So that was cool. Nice. Uh, but then, yeah, Peter doing the, um, doing the collab with him. Um, it, it was fun. You know, we got together, I, I shared my recipe with him and I think I shared it on, on Dr. Homebrew, like we were mm-hmm. talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, he's like, well, Vito, that's not a, that's not an Australian sparkling ale. <laughs> and, and, um, you like, know, what do yeah, you know? That. it was more of like a pale ale, um, with uh, Southern hemisphere hops with, with galaxy. Um, and I used some Dr. Rudy in that one too, okay. uh, which I, I think used to be called super alpha anyways, whatever. Hmm. Um, so this one, we got together, we kind of formed that he dialed me back more to, to an Australian sparkling ale, but we did talk about, um, you know, making it, cause there, there's actually like two versions of an Australia. There's the, the Australian sparkling, the classic, um, one. And then there's more of the Australian, um, pale ale, which is this, which this is more like that. Uh, this has okay. a little bit of wheat in it. Um, a good, uh, like maltier, um, uh, base malt, um, you know, so not, not your like, uh, two, two SRM, uh, raw, more something like, you know, a little five, six SRM, uh, you know, something a little more malt balance. Um, but still very pale, you know, I mean, it's a pale malt, but a little bit of malt is what is supposed to be in the classic example. Um, so in this one, I use Viking extra pale, um, which is about, yeah, I think it was like three SRM. Uh, so kind of in between there. Uh, then a little bit of wheat malt. And then the other key thing for this style is the Burton yeast. Um, the Burton yeast um, gives it the, you know, the, those esters. Um, and then also a, a higher, a little higher than normal sulfite level in the water profile. Uh, and then 
And then I'll just finish it with a ton of Galaxy hops. You know, this was an expensive beer because Galaxy is not cheap out here mm-hmm. uh, for us. So uh, it's just a lot of Galaxy. It was uh, two and a half pounds per barrel, which for me is an aggressive dry hop for a pale ale. But, you know, I think yeah. it comes through. I get that melon. Worked I get the, um, you know, the pear. Um, yeah, there's just some great aromas. And I, about, I think it's with 4, 4.8%, 4.6%. Uh, so just a, a good, uh, good drinking. You know, I, I can drink this. This is often my shift beer. So that's kind of the, the rundown on the this Australian sparkling. Have you sent any to Peter? Uh, I did not. We did send some to GABF. So okay. uh, we, we put it in that. Yeah, uh, I haven't sent any to Peter. Um, I guess I should. We talked about. It. We joked about it. Yeah. Well, you I mean, maybe you feel guilty now, JP. Yeah, it'd probably like, be it'd probably yeah, be a hundred dollars. Yeah, that's gonna be I, way I way too expensive. I don't know how to do that. I just make it. Um, yeah. That's right. That's a, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just curious to get his his take on it, especially because he helped you with the recipe, and he is sort of the you know expert on Australian beers in in general, right? So yeah. Um, cool the same thing oh okay okay yeah that's a great point yes thank you yeah. uh, he brewed the exact same recipe uh that we did together okay. so he was able to taste because so we did a doze um uh talk on, on this and so we tasted them together side by side it was his version obviously so it was a little different yeah um, but because uh, he couldn't get the viking malt but he got some local malt that was you know pretty close to the um you know the, the friability the moisture the protein levels and all that of the, the malts you know it was close enough um to what we're using so he he did you know taste and that's where we went off on that you know this is a sparkling ale, but not necessarily the 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 traditional you know version of it so um okay a little more uh, but you know super quaffable i think is what you know his term for it was so (laughs) i mean it sounds like you're you're sort of you're 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 trying to take the style and and soup it up a little bit for uh, American American craft palettes, I guess, right? Because yeah, yeah. you can call it Australian sparkling all, all day long. That doesn't mean anyone's going to buy it. Because yeah, if it doesn't yeah. if it doesn't taste like something interesting, you know, it's just going to be it is what it is, right? Yeah. One one big thing going for the beer though that uh, definitely helps sell it real quick. It's slightly hazy. Oh, <laughs> see, there we go. You guys so, do know your market, especially out here, man. Right. So I just, I mean, I just ask people if they really like hops and if they say, yes, I do, then I tell them you have to try this because it's 100% Galaxy and, and like an amazing showcase of what they taste like in beer. And that usually does the trick. And then once somebody does it, they're like, oh yeah, I love it. And did you, then do you ever like, <laughs> do you ever go in a little deeper with them and be like, well, okay, this is called Australian sparkling ale. And, uh, you know. I don't know. Do you? Do you oh, yeah, I started do you, out like it's it's our Australian sparkling ale. Okay. But if you like hops, then blah, like blah, hops. Blah, and give them a little bit more idea of what to expect from it. Because um, most people, you know, they'll read red, sour, Australian sparkling ale. Oh, IPAs. IPA, IPA, IPA. Oh, yeah. So you have to like, like, yes, it says this, but it's also like a very good showcase of hops. And if your favorite beer is IPA, then that means you like hops. <laughs> yeah, basically. This beer. Do you describe it as being hazy at all in the description? No, no. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, this beer is very good. That's my last resort. This <laughs> is like I'm going to sell. Just call it a hazy. Yeah, I really well, like it. Is, it is hazy. It is yeah, hazy. a little bit. <laughs> this it, it does have a, a very solid malt uh, character to it, but not you know not overly. I wouldn't even call it. It's very very dry, very very uh, carbonated. Yeah, finished 10:06. Yeah, um, wow. So it's super dry. Yeah. Um, which what I love about um, uh, this beer and and um, you know, IPA is kind of like, like, I just love dry beer. I guess that's where I'm going. Okay. 
Yeah, for sure. What's the ABV on it? Uh, 4.6. Oh, wow. That's, that's awesome. That's in my wheelhouse. I should have drove out yeah, again. For sure. Well, they, they only... <laughs> like, I, I like beer and I like to drink beer. I don't like to get drunk. I don't even, you know. That's I, me. I, so yeah. That's exactly I, me. And, and JP, you can relate to this too. Yeah. We, uh, and I think Sully, you're a family man. We all got kids. Like we can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, you can. No. <laughs> you just got to make sure they're in bed. No, I'm kidding. I, I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, look, I've like, I'm, I'm you know, a lot older than everybody here. Uh, here we go. It's story time. Uh, and I, you know, I just, uh, I just kind of let up a little bit. You have to let up, but, uh, no, you're right. But I'm also, uh, for having an occasional, you know, few beers once in a while and yucking it up. Yeah. Yeah. Balance. I, I like a high ABV beer. I just, you know, little sips, you know, or, uh, yeah. yeah. So I definitely, I, I guess I don't come off. I don't drink as much as I come off. I drink probably. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Everybody assumes that working in the industry, you drink the crazy amount. But no, yeah. Yeah. bro, are you just wasted all, all day? day. <laughs> I'm looking for a pale ale. Yeah. yeah, maybe early on I was that way when I first started because it was all new and I came from a, like a, an office world. You know, I worked in an office every day, yeah. and then I was like, oh my god, I'm a brewer, and I get to, I'm, oh my, and people like want to talk to you. You know, it's like. And then I got really into it. And then now I was like, all oh, right, well, got to take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much, I wonder how, what effect it has since people aren't coming to visit you right at the brewery. Cause we're all in lockdown. We're trying to avoid everybody, but there's, I think that social aspect that is missing or at least cut back a lot. So like, like if I came, if I came over there, we would definitely be having a beer. Maybe it's at three o'clock. Maybe it's at eleven o'clock in the morning. Like who knows, right? So I wonder if that sort of cuts into brewers' time, or or how much the social aspect of when you're on the shift, you have to have a beer with your guest. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, you want a low ABV beer. You uh, want a low ABV beer. Yeah. 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 Um, what you don't have as many people, so there's not the opportunity for to like take those walks through the through the restaurant side yeah. of it and like say what's up and sit yeah. down for a minute. Yeah. Even if like, so like, uh, I've had a couple like, uh, does members come out or, or we've done some collabs and yeah, I'll let, you know, if they want to have a drink, a big drink, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking for like a, a little half four of, of something like this, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What did you say uh, this malt was? Uh, this is Viking extra pale malt. Okay. Viking extra pale malt. Wow. I've never played with that malt before. Which is a cool malt. Uh, it's got a backstory too. Um, so more beer started uh, working with Viking to design this malt uh, because they wanted something that was more, the, their pale malt was more on that, you know, five, six SRM, uh, a little um, little more malty. They wanted something more like raw, uh, like a raw type malt. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's got a cool backstory on, on like, when the more beer tie-in. Nice. Very good. Yeah, this is a great flavor, great grainy flavor, but almost, you know, but, but like sort of the darker edge of like a biscuity, bready. If that makes yeah. any sense. Maybe a little bit of wheat kind of thing going on. Uh, is there's that, wheat in here. Okay, right? that's what I was going to say. Is it just a bike? So there is a little bit of wheat well, in there. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, 20% wheat um, and, and 80%. There's a little bit of cara, cara body in there too, like like you know 2%. Um, and then uh, the, re- the rest is all like the extra fail. Okay. What about your, uh, your hopping schedule on this? A hop schedule on this one. So there was a little bit of first wort hop. Um, which I like to do, especially on these uh, style of beers, just uh, just helps keep the, the hot breakdown with the, the oil, the hot oil in there. I just really like that process. And I like the bitterness that it gives. Uh, it's kind of this, you know, earthy, uh, deep bitterness that, that I don't know, I enjoy. Anyway, so there's a first word hop and then all knockout hops. The rest, they're all knockout. So that that's it. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting you mentioned first word hopping because uh, I'm editing all the Bruce Strong shows right now. So Jamil and John Palmer are really sort of spinning everything back up. They're like six months behind or whatever. So if you're oh. if you're a Bruce Strong fan, it, it's coming. We're, we're we're drip feeding it out. But uh, Palmer's been missing. Um, he had an issue with the family, and so uh, Jamil had on Scott Janish. Have you ever heard of Scott Janish? Yeah, I he, read his I gave him. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and so uh, he did a show. They did a show on hop survivables, and he talks about first wart hopping, adding some of that. There is a flavor. There is a thing that you don't get further on down the line that yeah. uh, sort of amplifies everything else that you do get further down the line, if that makes any sense. So it does help sort of bring a roundness and more fullness to a, a hop forward beer like this. I mean, yeah. we've done, we've done that before, but I mean, I don't know if we did it in the abundance that was necessary to sort of achieve that flavor. I mean, what do you, how much are you adding when you're doing first word hop? How much? I mean, con- considering, uh, but the, the nice thing is you get, there's always so much utilization you can get, right? At some yeah. point you get a hundred percent utilization and it doesn't matter. Um, so uh, I am getting a lot of BUs. I usually try and keep it, let's see, of the total BUs, I would say I keep it under 20% probably of, of the total, 20 to 30%. Uh, for me, okay, so I'm a that's a uh, lot producing seven barrels. Uh, so it's, you know, a, cu- a pound is a lot. You know, that, yeah. that's like a big first word off for me. For you, that's like, you know, not even. <laughs> wait, 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 slow down. I have a 12 barrel system, so I know exactly what you're talking about. I, so, yeah, you know, so settle down. Don't yell at me. Just to, no, no. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I know I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so you're adding like a pound uh, at the a beginning pound, and a pound, half a pound right around there. Would be okay. Big, 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 big first word off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me. Got it. And then, and then you're not adding anything until the end knockout or something like that. Okay. And then what's the volume there? Um, that on this one, I want to say it was about four pounds, three to four pounds of galaxy all in knockout. Uh, I'll start whirlpooling it, try and you know, drop, uh, 210, 208, and then I'll add the hops. I'm not, I, I'm not going back to my heat exchanger and trying to drop it down to do anything. You know, that can be messy. Uh, uh, and then what are you dry hopping? How much? You, what's your? You said three pounds. The dry hop on this was um, this was two and a half pounds per day. Two and a half. Yeah. Where did you get your Galaxy? I can't get Galaxy to save my <laughs> life. And was it like a thousand dollars a pound? Twenty five dollars a pound. Um, that's pretty. That's that's good. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's, every once in a while, you'll see it out there on the Loopland Exchange, or or yeah. actually. And, and hopefully we'll get into this later talking about um, a lot of my hops I've got through, uh, through other breweries in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I, I really like to thank them and that, and I really give it to other yeah. breweries. Like that's, that's uh, the, the network it is so, um, you know, joining the guilds, uh, yeah, talking to other breweries yeah. and seeing all, being know, friends especially right in now. The industry. Yes. I, I completely agree with that. I mean, like it, it, that even happened to me today. I mean, we, this is at the production brewery. So it's a lot of hops. I mean, we, we, we needed seven boxes of Centennial and we were getting our like, um, delivery until this week. So I just went out there and like reached out to Jeremy Marshall up at Lagunitas and he was like, got it. No problem at all. And I said, doesn't this remind you of the early days when we were like doing this? Like you needed, you needed like oxygen, like, you know, oxygen tank, or you needed like, you know, malt or hops or some sort of technology, maybe borrow somebody's filter if you were filtering back then. And like, it's awesome when it happens. It's just like, it's, you know, you, everybody, and that's, what's great about the guild. Honestly, everybody just, you need something. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, he's made so many friends outside of the guild, but then now that we are a part of the guild, yeah. it's just opened it up, especially yeah. right now. 
people are just trying to sell off inventory that they're not going to use. Yeah. It's a huge thing for some, for a place like us in our position, have access to like super like primo stuff. Well yeah. guys, if and anybody out there, if you guys need Centennial Cascade, or um, <laughs> Columbus, I'm your guy. In like five <laughs> years, someone's going to hit you up on that, Sully. <laughs> like, hey, I'll I be heard. like weighing out like one pound bags, sending them out to people. Like, why did I make that announcement? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, that's, I, a, that's so, a like cool thing too. Like the hops. Um, and, and I know a lot of brewers and home brewers as well. Uh, th- there's so many different, like not all mosaic is the same, right? Like when you're buying the, mm-hmm. the, the amount that, Sully's buying or some of these other, they get lot selection, which yeah. allows you to kind of tailor your, you know, I get a ton of melon from this one. I want that one. I get yeah. I mean, garlic from this. I don't want that one. Um, so to me, yeah, having those, I, I don't have the buying power to get that, but having the connections to talk to people that are doing that to get those hops uh, is very valuable, you know, and that's, exactly. yeah, it, it's, it's awesome when you can do it. I mean, I, it's sometimes we're able to do it. Sometimes we're not uh, like a great example. Centennial Centennial is actually one of my favorite hops and, you know, it's old school op. It's multi-versatile. Uh, you know, the, my Centennial that I go to is something that has more of a top note citrus, uh, you know, more like a, and not so dank. Some people love dank. That's what's so funny about, I mean, you probably heard this about hop selection is that it's like, I always think it'd be funny to be like a hop salesman and be in the room when brewers come in to do their hop selection up at Yakima, because they're like, I fucking hate these hops. And the next brewer's (laughs) coming like, these are amazing. It's like, it's like like one brewer's gold is another brewer's shit. So it's like, you know, you're, it's, everybody's looking for something different. Like you said. Imagine if you're doing group selection and you've got two people that are divided, like you're with a couple other breweries and you're divided on that. Yeah. Like trying to be like, I want that one. I want that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're the boss, you can just, so uh, we're going to get this. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the hops. Uh, yeah. Big, big part of what we're trying to do is, is yeah. source good hops, uh, you know, from uh, however we can. And that's through the community. Yeah. yeah. The community. Well, I imagine that community spirit is sort of even more active now. Because like you were saying, Brandon, you know, people need to get rid of stuff. You know, your, your, your production level's down. I mean, your, your guys' production level is, is higher than it was before you opened, obviously, right? Because <laughs> you're, you're brand new. But, you know, there's a lot of breweries who maybe are sitting on inventory who do want to help other people out. And, and uh, that's really, that's, you know, that's really great. Yeah. What, uh, what else should I open with me by myself here alone? Oh, man. Okay. Um, let's I, here, see. I got... Uh, American Light Lager, I would do next. American Light Lager. All right. What what's it called, brother? Delta Good. Delta, Delta, Delta Good. That's a great name. You guys have good names. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, I have see, I have Half Bezos. I have oh, Strata let's Across do, Town, Compa, and yeah. uh, a boy yeah. and his dog. Yeah, for sure. Do the Half Bezos. Half Bezos. Let's do Half Bezos because that would uh, lead into something I'd love to talk yeah. about. Which so it's going to be a good transition for your palate. Yeah, okay. a good transition for the palate. And yeah, another low ABV beer. Um, and the, the local and that um, one, yeah, agriculture. Local yeah. food because we have so much agriculture out here. Um, it's gonna, We're super stoked to like take that in and do, a, do something with it. Incorporate Whether it be in the kitchen or in the beer. Okay. All uh, right. You know what? Actually, so I love this this label. Because on the side, it looks like a little Amazon cart. Obviously, Hef Bezos is a tribute to Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook. Um, and then on, on the back, there's, there's all the hops. And uh, here, I'll put it to the camera. I don't know if it'll translate well, but, uh, you know, it's kind of cute. You got all the hops checked, and uh, it's nice. Tell me about this guy. 
All right. So yeah, uh, how this beer came about, um, you know, usually Brandon and myself will start ripping on what kind of beers we need to, to brew. Um, and he wanted to do a fruited weed ale or like a half, because uh, he had a cool name, half basis. So the idea was there before the beer. Was. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and I'm like, ah, I don't like, uh, I'm not a big fan of half yeast, that, that, that clove and banana. So I'm like, well, you know, I don't want to do that. So it'll be an American wheat. And I'm like, I really want to play with, I've done it in the homebrew scale, but I hadn't done any commercial uh, Quebec beers. Okay. Um, so I want to do a Quebec beer. So there's the uh, Voss uh, Quebec yeast, or that's redundant, but Voss uh, Quebec there um, for the yeast. That was part of the idea. And then the next one was we wanted to uh, use fresh agriculture. And, and this is, we've done this, I think, three three times now. Yeah. We're yeah. using fresh. And that was what was really cool that I was looking forward to, you know, out here is a huge agriculture community. And in my mind, when we started this, and we're right on the street where the farmer's market is. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to go walk through the farmer's market and pick up 100, 200 pounds of this. It's going to be like so rad. And, and being able to um, to not not walking out in the farmer's market, but we've used the uh, connections we'll that Brandon has yeah. in local we'll just, farms. Because yeah. we've, we've worked with locally. farms and vendors and stuff out here yeah. before from the, from the bar before. Cafe. Um, so it's we've already kind of like we know yeah he's got the connection we know who to work yeah. with so nice just figuring out what fruit's going to work well for the recipe or something like that so he called up the, the farm and they said well melons are in season so it's like boom okay we got melons we know yeah. the fruit um, yeah three nuns three nuns did you, did you say melon I'm sorry what no, <laughs> sorry Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, you whoa. thought Amazon was going to come after you. Now it's going to be 2 and A. You already played that game. You already played that game with one big bear. Yeah, send the cease and desist. Send the cease and desist. <laughs> yeah, uh, execute, execute. So, so the melon, uh, melon came together. And then for me, once I knew melon, um, El Dorado, I get a lot of melon from. Um, so I was like, boom, El Dorado, double down on the melon. Um, and, and that was kind of the idea for this beer. So it's Quebec. Uh, so it's fermented at 95 degrees. Oh, jeez. Um, which is it, yeah. without any... Um, Without any fruit in there, it's already throwing pineapple and, and mango mm -hmm. uh, flavors. And then when we threw, so we did 120 pounds of fruit. It was 90 pounds of honeydew, uh, 40 pounds or 30 pounds of, uh, yeah. of um, cantaloupe, yeah. and then 11 pounds of Eldorado, which is about a pound and a half per barrel of Eldorado. And then, you know, slicing that up. So that's, you know, working with the natural fruit is fun, but it's a pain in the ass because yeah. uh, you're cutting it all day. You're working on. You got to sanitize. Out. You know, you're trying to keep every keep, keep your uh, oxygen out. You know, all yeah, these, sure, all these, man, yeah. These challenges, uh, but it's super fun. And when you create a beer like that, and then you know people enjoy it, and it's the local fruit. To me, that's just super yeah. amazing. Yeah. So that's which which down. which yeast did you use? The Voss. Voss. The Voss. Back. Okay. The Voss. Okay. Um, so for me, uh, what I did was I knocked out at 80 because I'm still a, a crazy about hot side aeration. Uh, so I, I brought it down to that, uh, and then aerated the wort, obviously, and then let it free rise back up to 95. I actually set the, the temp at 98, but it never got past 95. It got up to 94, 95, and yeah. then it was done within, hmm. you know, 24, 36 hours. Just Isn't that wild what you just said, though? I mean, I set it to 98. It never got to 98, <laughs> but it got to 95. I mean, it's just like when you, when you, you know. It, well, the crazy thing. So <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> this is that we all yeah. you know, love, but then no fusel alcohol. That's what's yeah. crazy about uh, Quebec yeast is no fusel. Because usually if you did an ale yeast at that temperature, oh, God, it would just taste like mess. garlic. You know, so it's. Uh, that's what's crazy to me about Quebec. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny seeing the fermenters, all of them sweating, 
and then the one is not, and you go up and feel it, and it's like super warm to the touch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's got to freak you out at some point. You're like, you know, well, like you're saying, you know, like you're still hot side aeration guy, which is very home brewery, right? Yeah. So it, it is sort of like runs counter to everything we've ever learned about fermentation. Where it's like this is a body temperature. This is fermenting at <laughs> almost body temperature, <laughs> yeah. and you kind of just have to. Do you have to talk yourself out of lowering it and be like, no, 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 I, I screwed up. I got to lower. It. I got to do it normally, and then. So the, I did some previous experiments with the yeast that did um, not boss. It was a Hortonol, um, did to, for writing an article for for more beer and did some side by sides. Um, and the lower fermentation temperature does not. I mean, it's not. It's not even neutral clean. It's like you know, not that good, but the, the higher temp throws these beautiful esters. And yeah. I, so I knew kind of going into it, like, Oh, you got to go high with this yeast. That's just how you work with that strain. Mm-hmm. It is freaking wild though. Cause it's like, yeah, before we discovered that, which was in my life of home brewing, you know, you'd never ferment anything like, well, you do like kettle set lacto and stuff like that up at a hundred yeah. degrees. No, no alias. Maybe you know, a Saison. No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, but even then Saisons are, you know, eighties. Well, like you said, it's, it, it it's still, it's a weird mix, but this is not, I wouldn't say this is clean as, as not, not like in a contamination point of view, yeah, but yeah. from getting an estuary thing, there is, uh, I, I want to say like an, almost an earthy or like a, like a darker weedy kind of thing, but it, it's definitely not, a hef yeast it's definitely not an ale yeast you know what i mean as yeah. we would know it today so there are some flavors that that kick off or it, is that do they change when you adjust the the fermentation temperature i would imagine so definitely definitely so the lower one to me is is lower you know it, i did that one at 72 i think 73 um with a one degree differential so you know floating around there whatever mm-hmm. um it was it was not spectacular. Uh, it okay. was, yeah, it was, it was more neutral. It was cleaner than this, yeah. um, you know, but it didn't have those esters. You need it that to get the esters. Yeah, it didn't have, it was, you know, I would never recommend that yeast at that temperature. It's like use a Saison or use, you know, use a, a, a New England yeast that's going to throw those fruit characters at 72 and be a hell of a lot cleaner or, I mean, just like a better taste. I don't know. But okay. so for me, Quebec shines in the 90s, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like this. I think number one, you should probably sour some of this. This to me, this sort of screams out like being like wanting to be soured. Oh yeah, yeah. We're yeah. gonna we're starting a sour program soon. We're getting a fooder. Oh nice. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah start doing some stuff. I love uh, like sours um, for sure. So I'm looking forward to that. I think, I think this would be. He always talked about he loved doing the Solaris stuff. So yeah. okay, when this opportunity to get a fooder came up it was like well shit we have so much fruit we wanted to do the solera thing yep. and just do different fruit each season whatever was good yeah. local fruit so yeah. it's like fuck that's perfect like that's that's the direction we need to go well yeah i mean you're at, yeah hit up all the cherry uh the you pick cherry places or whatever <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> there's a ton of that shit out here but I got one. um I, got one. I think also <laughs> this needs some rum in it like this is a good oh, base Jesus. for one of those like tiki drink beers. We'll now you you guys have to understand like Jason JP is a total like tropical uh, drink fan. So that's what it is. Like, so everything has, every everything should have rum in it. His, like, rum should be in his scrambled eggs. Oh wait, no uh, tiki tincture. You have to have the tiki tincture too. I bought some. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. We'll do that one next, and that that's more of a rum drink. It's more of a grog drink. You know. Uh, okay. All right. Tiki terms yeah we could do that 
We could do that. Yeah, I like this. That's a really good. It's a good take on it. Sounds good. I appreciate uh, you know. Take on it. Yeah, you guys are really doing the uh, the the local thing, and uh, like you're saying, you know, we're in such a, a big agriculture area. I mean, basically, Oakley and Brentwood are on old farms that got broken up into cities, right? So um, we're here. Yeah, we're 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 doing it. Not ready, but one of the cool ones that we just did recently is we went and picked soft blanc grapes. Yeah. Uh, So we pressed the soft blanc juice here. I sulfited it, uh, racked it into a carbon, then racked it again. So we're going to add that um, that that juice, that twenty-two bricks juice, back to this uh, IPA that we got Nelson IPA. We're going to dry hop that today and then add it. It's at, I think it's at 10.07, but it'll get it back up to like 10.08. So it'll still be dry as hell, but it'll be back sweetened with like local softball grapes. Yeah. So super nice. stoked up. Drove out into random people's property. We saw some white grapes and we just started cutting them. Jesus. <laughs> you stole them? That wasn't it. That wasn't the case. The vendor I'm friends with, she gave me directions, but it was like I had to write the directions down on the back of a small piece of paper and it was make a left here, a right here, look for the almond field, a quarter mile left turn left on the canal road, follow that to the end, turn right. You'll you see a white you'll see left. a white grape field and that's it. So we just drove. There was nobody there to tell us we were at the right spot, but fuck we found grapes and we cut them out. So <laughs> <laughs> the next day someone's like, I don't know, all my fucking grapes left. What happened? <laughs> the son is a regular of ours who works the he works with the family, obviously. Um, and mm-hmm. he follows us on social media. And when I was talking to him, I was like, I think I went to your guys' field. I wasn't sure. He's like, oh, the pictures look like it, but you know, nobody said anything, so who cares? Yeah, that wasn't our field. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing that not a lot of people know about this area. Is there's a there's a lot of wine, uh, a lot of vineyards out here. Oh, man, you know? have you been uh, out in more lately? Yes, yes. And it's it's, it's either, it, for a while there, it was just all housing. Like all these townhomes, and then suddenly that stopped, and now it's all... Uh, uh, vineyards on the hills and shit like that. Yeah, I feel like yeah. One day I just drove through there, and I go, I went through there every week to go pick up Humble Sea and Alvarado Street, and I feel like it was just one day. It was like everything was green, and there was like vines going. Like, what the hell, it's but weird, I, man. I it's awesome. It's beautiful, and like it's it's cool for the area. Yeah, it is neat. You know, it's like so I I I'm from Livermore. I grew up in the area, and and it's like. Driving through that area now, the Dublin, Pleasanton, it's just, it's completely different. All up the whole mountain. All up the whole side of the foothills. Yeah. And I feel just, I feel like an old head, man, where it's like, I remember when this, when this was nothing but fields. And I caught myself telling my wife that like last year we're driving through the back way to, you know, get whatever. And I'm like, man, I really remember that all of this was, yeah. And, and I had to stop myself. I'm like, Jesus, I've turned into my fucking dad because he used to tell me that shit where he's like, well, I remember, you know, uh, all these vineyards here, uh, you know, there were uh, all, uh, olive trees and they got all ripped out and they put vineyards in. And I used to go jackrabbit hunting with my with your I'm like, I don't fucking care, dude. I'm eight. I just want to go home and eat pizza. Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> and then now I'm telling the same story. And, and Terrence probably saying the same thing that I was Jeez. saying to my dad. And your daughter's like, what is he? Really? Yeah. It's like, well, at that point she was floating in gaga goo goo. I don't know what I mean. Um, all right. Let's take a quick break. I'm going to get, what am I? So I, okay, here are the beers. That, well, we'll do the beers later. Let's take a okay. quick break. We're going to gather our thoughts. Uh, we're going to drink more beer. And then I want to talk to you guys about the transition from, uh, well, how do you open in a pandemic? To me, that's like, yes, I want to hear that too. That's one of the more rare stories. Like, (laughs) as a business owner, (laughs) yeah, people are surviving a pandemic. You weren't even open when it started. So, to me, that's super interesting. So, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back with the folks from Imperial Beer Project. Hang on, this is the session. We'll be right back. Segmented, demented. 
Fermented. Fermented. It's the session. All right, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for hanging on. We have the folks from Imperial Beer Project out in beautiful Brentwood, California, here with us, as well as our good, close, personal friend, Sully O'Shaughnivan. Hey, hey, glad to be here. This is awesome. I'm enjoying myself. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. You sound great for the little microphone, man. <laughs> Do I? Yeah. It's my Yeti. It's uh, Check oh, this out. Oh. I, I can only get the gold one, so it's like a trophy. Of so. course. <laughs> you and Rush Limbaugh, man. You have gold microphones. <laughs> Brewcasting in excellence. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I, uh, I have two beers in front of me. One is a Strat Across Town, which is a wet hop IPA. And we were talking during the break. I, I wanted to try this one because I like wet hop beers. And you don't really, really? see them a wow. whole lot anymore. Yeah, you really don't. But I, I, I don't see them a whole lot. Wet hot beers. What's that? Is that right? You don't like IPAs, but you like wet hot beers. Yep, that's yeah. me, dude. I like <laughs> I don't my it my favorite beer basically ever is um, well, my top five is Celebration, which Celebration. is which is mostly I a wet hot beer. I found good. out it's not all wet hot, but it's mostly wet hot beer. Um, is it though? Is it yeah. though? Yeah. Huh? No, not wet hop. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not not wet hop. I apologize. I'm crossing my streams. However, it is an IPA, <laughs> and uh, when it's celebration season, that's all. That's just all I'm drinking is celebration. So, uh, anyway, Stroud across town, a wet hop IPA. Please tell me about this beer. Um, please start with the hop journey. I think because that's kind of cool. Um, so. Uh, my friend Lester from Bear Bottle and Justin um, from uh, Ghost Town drove up and got the the wet hops uh, from Strata from Indy, Indy uh, Independent Hops um, and brought them down. You know, within 24 hours of picking, so they drove up. So they were there that morning. They pick at nighttime. You know, they're there that morning and then they, they're driving back the next day. I had already planned out my beer um, because I'd been talking to them for a while. Like, okay, so I, and I wanted to <clears throat> use them on the cold side. A lot of people use them uh, in the kettle. Um, the in, the, in the mash even and I did use some of the mash in um, in another beer uh, but for this beer in particular I, I just wanted to do it all on the cold side and not like dry hopping with it but after you've reached terminal um, and you've chilled the beer down a little uh, recirculating like a torpedo like that type of um, okay. t- so I timed the beer so I was at that point um, to, 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 to do a basically like a torpedo we packed in our hop pack and then yeah. just circulated it for like what 36 hours? 36 hours, about that, um, on 30 pounds. Uh, I had enough to, to probably do another charge. And um, after, you know, cleaning up the first one, I was just like, ah, to hell with it. I'm not going to do a second charge. Uh, and then tasting the fi- finished beer, I'm actually I'm happy I did that. not do a second charge because mm-hmm. it, it got all that wet hop, uh, you know, taste and aroma that I was looking for. Um, so I was I was happy with that decision, I guess, uh, after what, the fact. So what made you try the cold the the cold hops. Uh, so I was talking through with with other uh, local brewers about how they process them, um, and you know I I'm not a huge fan of wet hot beers, uh, and, and I think a lot I think a lot of those were you know processed like kettle side. So maybe I you know was, in my mind I was like, hey, this might be a different way to to extract some of that without getting all these like you know, oil, uh, getting some alpha amortization on them. That um, deep resin. That deep resin. Like that yeah. Itself. Yeah. I but f- I f- freshness out. Um, 
um, in, into the beer. I don't know. Yeah. So that was my theory or, or thought process. Yeah. I mean, you are, you know, essentially, you know, uh, blanching or, or you're almost cooking the wet hops. It feels like that's what it always smells like to me when, whenever, yeah. you know, I'm in a brewery. It's that, yeah. It's, yeah. And it's like, you're, you're, you're sort of boiling these things that aren't processed yet, you know, drying is a, a, a processed, sorry, hippies, but you're drinking processed beers. Um, but whoa, I don't know. I don't know. That. See, get off my lawn. I have some IPA. I'm instantly. I want to fight everybody. That's why I need. I need my no. Um, but this is this is very good because it it doesn't have those sort of processed flavors like you were talking about trying to avoid. It is. Uh, it's not resinous. It's not harsh. You know, sometimes wet hop beers can sort of be so packed that there is that sort of like hop oil lupulin scraping effect. This doesn't have that. It it does have the the flavor of hops of wet hops, and it's a little darker, a little more earthy, I think, than just like a a, a dried hop or a, a pellet or whatever. But yes, um, so it is very different uh, and and unique. I really I I like it. Oh man, cheers! That's yeah. awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really stoked on it. And then I guess something else that's uh, special about this beer: uh, the grist is um, this one was uh, Pilsner malt, mm-hmm. Vienna malt. Uh, and a little bit of Munich. Um, so that's the uh, malt bill. Okay. Uh, 01 Cal Ale yeast. Uh, but then the thing that's special about this is we did this collab for the one year anniversary for uh, the, 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 the bar, bar that we used to own. Yeah. yeah. So this is his anniversary beer. Um, so this he, is special beer. Thinking yeah. about it. He's just like, you know, one year into owning a business, never owned a business before. And he's dealing with all this stuff and trying to adapt right now. He didn't like do anything for his one year and i i had to remind him because i was thinking like oh, we started construction a year ago like and this, who'd have thought of where we are right now yeah um, i was like hey man like you gonna do anything you want to make a beer or something and i knew he's like he's an older he's a little bit older than me he's like old beard old style beer drinker where he like, was a dose member yeah. yeah he was yeah. Member. oh okay so, really damn <laughs> he likes like big ipas like he, he no, that sucks he's a big beer fan like when those were like the the beer you chase those, yeah. those big ipas yeah um, so you're like, oh, we're doing a wet hop beer. It'd be perfect. So we let him kind of like uh, chime in on that. He came over, helped out. Okay. Know? So that's why it's like 7.3% because <laughs> of this asshole. <laughs> no, it, it has a very good flavor. I do like the, the, the Munich comes through and I think it's sort of, I don't know, it balances out a little bit, you know, or maybe it even enhances some of those subdued flavors that you get from wet hops you know part of the it, it just shouldn't be 100 percent wet hop with like a single malt or whatever you know what i mean it, it's you want to showcase but you also want to balance it out too and i think you did a pretty good job with that yeah that's been my uh approach to a lot of these beers you know i mean people the market likes to punch you in the face but balances yeah you know that's that's one thing i love about it, that everything he makes is like it's, it's beer for drinking you know it's yeah. it's it's That's good. what it's it is, good. man. Sully, I think we should try to push more, and he'll no, no, no. He'll he'll uh, he'll set it down. And say this is what the recipe demands. <laughs> right? Yeah. Sully, I, I chose this glass just for you, by the way. Oh, bitter American! I love that beer. Yeah. There's Ham. Hello, Ham. Bring yeah. it back, Sully. We actually we did we did bring it back. It's not bitter American. It's down to earth, which is just a it's a little adjustment right. for bitter American. Yeah. Just the, it's a hop change. Uh, essentially, but uh, that beer is back. Down to Earth is back. So okay. it is. It's oh, in nice. a variety pack. That's my plug. That's the only. Down to Earth is amazing. I do like that one. I didn't know that. Yeah, that yeah. Is bitter. It's a good uh, time to be a bitter American. Lower the boom. We're <laughs> at my twenty-one A 
Like diehard Peters, I love that. Monk's blood, that's yeah, sweet. Monk's blood, oh yeah, Monk's blood is killer, man. Yeah. I should send some to you then. We call we call uh, we call uh, Lord of Boom Vicodin in a can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so intriguing, intriguing in the small cans when I first saw it. It's yeah. like a bunch of beer, whatever it is. Yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let me talk to you guys about opening up during a pandemic. Okay, so you said you, you were. <laughs> you know what? Those okay. words have never been strung together before in the history of time, yeah, I probably. Know, right? <laughs> I mean, Maybe no, back in the early 1900s, whatever. Yeah, number one, it implies that we're done, that we're over with it, which we're not, um, although a lot of people think we are. Um, so you were, you started construction, you said in August of 19. August last year, about a year okay. ago. Um, okay. We started construction. We're in a brand new building. It was just a lot before they started framing it up. We got in when well, they had like started that. Um, and then, yeah, last August we broke ground, had to dig everything up, you know, do in-ground plumbing, all that stuff. Okay. Frame up walls, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but we finished everything up, you know, lots of long nights and coming after work. Sure. You know, doing a lot of stuff ourselves just because got to be cost effective. That's We're, what we did. We, we finance everything ourselves, you know, we don't have uh, backers or anything. So it's just a lot of labor into it. Uh, which I think uh, kind of helped me lure him to the sweat equity thing because he saw me doing it. <laughs> yeah, um, but we finished up and yeah, I, I was calling for our final inspections the day shelter in place happened. And in the morning, <laughs> Jesus, I got confirmations from Dude, all the inspectors yeah. from yeah. health department, fire department, um, the officers that need to come look, the city planning department, everybody yet yeah, will be there, you know, two days out, one day out, blah, blah, blah. And then later that afternoon, canceling all inspections indefinitely, yada, yada, yada. You know, had some panic attacks and some anxiety attacks. Yeah, I've heard so, some of those conversations. It's been yeah. real fun out. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. We, we finished out March uh, in a real uh, positive note. And For then, sure. And then yeah. during that time, you were like, I remember saying, like, I'm prepared to get arrested. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. For doing that. For doing what? Open because we hadn't finished the permitting process. Okay. Um, I tried. I called the city and everybody because we were we we're cleared to make beer, and I guess technically we were cleared to sell beer, but they wouldn't. They didn't want us to operate out of our establishment, which because we didn't get the final walk. Yeah, because we weren't cleared to occupy. So okay. there's a lot of like gray. Area. You can't occupy anyway. Yeah, that's, there's a lot of gray area. In that's there. super weird um, that you you have you have clearance to operate but not to occupy the space. So you exactly. could you could yeah, it's like the final walkthrough. Yeah, yeah, you can make yeah. beer, but you can't be there to make beer. Is that yeah? Okay, that's exactly essentially yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's cool. I think that makes. I would have totally been the same way. I would have been like, let's break the law. Let's see yeah. what happens because yeah. I mean, what, you know, at this point it's been you know I mean, off the record, off the record. Oh, yeah, yeah. Off yeah. The record. yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, I would never do that, but you. Should, no. <laughs> Why are you <laughs> winking at this? I, like, I feel like I just like my uh, my business partner's going to be like, what are you what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> so we had to shelter in place. I right hear what like March 11 or something like that, like 10 11. 17 Okay. All right. Um, okay. And then, yeah, by April, once I figured out that like nobody's initially, it was like, okay, is the is the country gonna like everybody gonna hit the pause button? We'll all figure this out, you know, together and make sure everybody's okay. Yeah. No. Of course um, not. So it was like, okay, everybody's still debiting the account, and uh, we're at the end of the account. And we need to get some money coming in, and that's when it was like, fuck it, we're gonna just sell as many crowds as we can out the front door. Let's just. Mm-hmm start going because at that time you know we were planning on most of our sales going through the tap room in the form of draft and crawlers and growlers uh so we just had a cold room just stuffed full of kegs and so it was just the you know a couple hundred crawlers a day for a few weeks just 
And so did, so did people come out where people like you got the word out and people came out and they like realized what was going on? We had a good following um, yeah. from our own from the, before, you know, yep. established out here. We had a brand established We have a really out here. great community. Um, and yeah, we've got a ton of great supporters who yeah. are just like, you know, they like us. They like what we're doing. They like what we bring to the area. And they've been, a, I feel like they've watched us grow from, you know, starting out in yeah. 2016 to they knew we sold they and with us. everything and they've been watching us do construction over here because we're on the main road downtown where the farmer's market is. So like they've been waiting for it. And so it was good to like, got to introduce them over time and start getting more people to know what's going on. And then finally it was just like, we just put it out there on Instagram and Facebook. Just like, Hey, you know, tomorrow's the day our online sites up, start placing your orders, you know, we're selling crawlers and we just got a really good response to yeah. love and, Luckily, we've been able to pay our bills since then, you know, like I want to be bitter about everything just because, you know, we're not doing what we could be doing. Sure. Uh, Yeah, you have to pivot, though. You're exactly right, though. But um, we're also, uh, sorry, somebody asked if we're open. (laughs) We're like right in the front window right now. (laughs) Oh, you are. You should turn your camera around for a second. It'd be funny to see. Um, (laughs) We're really lucky to have the support and, you know, be able to pay the bills. You know, we're... There's two the sides to it, you know. Team, Everything but, sucks yeah. and it's really, really difficult, but also like yeah. we're still here, which is mm-hmm. a lot more than some people we can are say. Still here. Yeah. Yeah. I think we could survive through this. Exactly. We there's there's so many breweries that I, I looked up to and I loved it. And I'd see them like closing the doors or venues closing doors. It's, it's been like, so oh shit, like that really sucks. How yeah. I never would have guessed that that place was in a situation, you know. Yeah, that, dude, like Slim's closed down. Oh, oh my area God, heads right. Yeah, like that's, it's going to be a, hell? it's going to be a close. Well, they, I think they were planning to close it, weren't they? Oh, I don't were know. They? I, I think it was, I think there was like some like. I'd rather be I more mean, outraged about it personally. Okay. Then I, I, I heard they didn't want to close. <laughs> <laughs> but they're turning it. Ones that, especially the ones that went out early. Yeah. Like, yeah. Then yeah. knew they were on like the way Cleus, out. Like Cleus, Cleus, yeah. Quilly. Like, um, they, they, yeah. oh, yeah. Week after COVID, they were like, they were done. I love that place and I love those yeah. guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Old Republic, RIP yeah. Old Republic. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. Were you guys, have you worked with your landlord? Do you own your building? Did you work with your. But was your landlord like, was he like, hey, I'll work with you on this? Or was well, it like the first month? Um, and then after that, it was like business as usual, which I guess I get, you know, he's, he's got a lot of guys that have helped us out and he did a lot of work for us to kind of help us along the construction side. And so like, I get it, you know, you got to keep money in the system. Yeah. It's all about cash flow. He's got to pay his guys, you know? And, yep. Yep. And I think I haven't pressed it too hard with him because we've been so lucky to get that cash flow coming in and get that support. Um, but I, I, I know that if we really asked him, I think he'd do it because he's a local businessman. He owns a lot of property in town. He lives in town. Um, and he I've heard, wants to yeah, see everybody wait until well. we need it. Though. Exactly. Don't, don't yeah. tap it. Yeah. We're, doing okay. we're struggling. Yeah. Right. Easy, yeah. If, if you're going to draw that card, it's got to be bad. Yeah. You should tickle that a little bit, you know, like say, hey, you know, because yeah. you, you know. Yeah. Have Vito yeah. tickle him. Yeah, tickle them, tickle yeah. them, definitely tickle them. That, that the land, the, the owners of building love when you tickle them. It's really, yeah, it's really weird. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys are you guys are lucky that that you do have a, a community to to back you, especially with no. I mean, you have brand carryover from the bar, but there's no there's no clout, I guess, for the beer side either. Vito, were you oh. making beer? Uh, did you make beer before April, or when was the first time you brewed on that system? 
Uh, am I allowed to talk about that? Or um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. whatever. <laughs> this sounds knows. like you have to now. Doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, we last had week. Here, last week, <laughs> we had here ready for for the um, the spring the spring Bruce Fest, which right. was in March. So you okay. can run the timelines. Yeah. You run the timelines off that. We yes. started brewing in February, but he he's done a lot of stuff, and he's been really active in the homebrew community. Yeah. And, oh, from yeah, yeah a lot of brewings and stuff. So he definitely there's people that know of Vitor have come across and at festivals or like you know the best part of some of the beer fest is the homebrew booths For you know sure. seeing what people come up with yeah, and that's debatable that. so brandon like he's come across a lot of people through that i think um so i think it's just been a good a good, partner, a little, a good partnership and okay it's worked out well so yeah. far. You know, we're still here. We're still we're still working. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. And so that, Vito, exactly, <laughs> how many beers do you have uh, available right now? I mean, I, I guess it's on tap. I think we're at twelve right now. That we, seems like a lot of beer for a place that can't have anybody inside. That you're just doing curbside. Yeah. What the fuck here's is the wrong fact, with you? Uh, we've yeah. done. I think we've done. We're at thirty-two. Or we have thirty-two beers on, uh, that we've that we've made only two of them have been like rebrews so we're just doing a ton of different stuff yeah. we, well you're we, a home brewer of course batches. that's the case yeah yeah so we've brewed yeah. 38 batches though so far since okay. we've opened we've got 32 out there only two are, are, are redundant yeah. are not redundant but Rotating's kind yeah. of our thing. We did yeah. that at the last place, just making sure we always had something new and fresh and like a really wide variety of styles on tap and even though that was a lot i mean it was nice at the cafe. We definitely wanted to carry that over. We do that yeah. with our food, too. I think we noticed that that got a really good response from people. Yeah. And Especially when you're wants. coming in all the yeah. time. Like, if you're a regular and you have mm-hmm. the same... I mean, how many times can you order the same IPA, the same, yeah. you know? And that's fun for me. Yeah, so, we got so, a good response from yeah. it. Yeah. And I think uh, we saw, like, the breweries that, like, really took off. Um, that was kind of what they were doing is, like, that that alternating variety. Like you could get the same beer every so often, yeah. but you had a bunch in there to kind of like uh, keep you interested. Well, to an extent, stuff. depending on the style, but, um, so you don't have yeah. any regular beers, like any staples that you keep on any flagships, I guess, or anything like that. Uh, we, 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 new school kicks. And yeah. We haven't had anything that stays yeah, on. Oh, well, okay. We've yeah. done it twice. So we, we have two okay. beers that have stayed on just because they're not as popular. Style. Dog, um, yeah. Red. Oh, the, red. Red. the red and then our sweet stout. Um, okay. We brewed a sweet stout at the beginning of summer. Who'd have thunk that yeah. it didn't go quickly? So the, the cool thing about those, though, I love, and, and if Brandon. you talk to brewers, they'll always say this. To, I was going to say, they, all the brewers that have come through love the red. They love those their favorite. Yeah. Yeah. They don't That's so funny. funny. I'd be like, of course. Yeah. And, Commercially, they don't do well. Yeah. And when, when you guys... It's cool when you guys, it holds down a tap. Exactly. Yeah. That was kind of the yeah. plan. Like, we okay. knew the stuff's not going to move as quickly, but we always the want style. to Yeah. So like, what's going to hold up well? What's going to still be a good representation? Presentation over time, yeah, and uh, from there, and it's worked out well. I mean, everything still tastes really good. People still like it. We actually good. get a lot of compliments on our variety that we have. Yeah. It's funny you um, mentioned that key. that the a lot of brewers drink the red because I was looking through the list because I'm like, look, if you guys are coming out here, I want I want some extra beer. So it's like the black <laughs> the black lager. Um, I got the uh, the Delta, yeah, right, the Delta Good or whatever. Love black lager. And then I got that red because. People don't make a red ale, and if they do, it's usually 7%, and I'm not trying to do that shit, it's or 6.5, and I don't want to do it. So if you give me a red ale in the 5 area, which I think yours is 5.3, if I remember correctly. 5.3, yeah. Is it 5 exactly? I'm going to try it every time because I, I like 
red ales. I don't know what it is, but uh, that's that's me. Yeah. Like fast, if I go to a brewery and I see like a red ale or a brown ale, even yeah, yeah brown ale key. Depending I'm, on yeah, and that that's how I shop for beers. I go style and then I go ABV. If those yep, two line yep. up, which is rare, then I'm drinking. <laughs> then I'm gonna have a have a good time. If not, I'm gonna have a bad thing day. That's been uh, you know. Like we do what we what's popular, right? AZ IPAs, we're doing all that stuff. But then yeah. Brandon, he's like, let's do some stuff that we like too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And keep those on. You have uh, to. Yeah. <laughs> and you also, it's like, it. I think it's duty now to uh, it's the brewer's duty to like uh, we dictate or we can dictate, you know, what yes popular. Yeah. yeah. So like, True. if everybody's just chasing yeah. money and making, you know, hazy beers are really good, and I like them, and we I make, do too, yeah. we make them obviously, but like some like just the slushy, crazy, like overfruited bombs that are just waiting to blow up in people's trunks. <laughs> it's, it's, do you, do you get loggers? Any like pilsners or anything like that? Or uh, we've done. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 We've, yeah, we've got two Enzo more. Tea. Our first beer we brewed was an Italian pilsner. That was yeah. batch one. Yeah. Yeah. Batch one. Yeah. You yeah. Right you on. contacted me in April to come and get some, and I was too scared. I didn't do it. I know. I sent you that email. Yeah, that beer was killer we too. We got to rebrew that. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Please rebrew that. So actually, that that leads me into uh, um, what are you guys doing protection wise for everybody? Like when people are are bringing beer, uh, or, or or pick people are picking up beer from you for for example, or, or buying food or whatever. How are you handling that side of thing? Like making sure that everybody stays apart, or or you know the kind of COVID protections that that were all taking place. And I'm asking just for me personally because I'm trying to sort of still wrap my head around this because I'm a big baby about shit. Um, so you're concerned. You're concerned. Yeah, and it's it definitely not. I'm not trying to like. It's not a gotcha question. That's what I was oh, telling. No. This is what I was telling Matt hey, hey, last hey, weekend. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm definitely not asking to go. Well, you should be fucking doing this. I'm just curious because we're all supposed to be doing stuff, but you know, you look at some brewery social media or or you see other things from other places, and like they're not doing everything that they can. Or that I just want to know. And like the collab, like a lot of the stuff we're not doing because yeah. of the pandemic. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I, I feel like there's a there's there are more people out there like me that aren't going out and supporting anybody because we I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So I I'll, just I just want to talk to you guys about it and see and just see what you guys are doing. Once you dip out here, uh, the level of concern is much lower for yeah. sure. Yep. Um, sometimes a little too low in yep. our opinion, uh, but. Just from yeah. the start of it, what we've seen happen and our own personal experiences, we did have an employee that got COVID and like we had to close down and oh, like okay. go through all of that. Um, our level of concern has dropped a little bit just because like now we know uh, that masks fucking work, man. Like yeah. that's that's my thing. That's is masks. controversial to say for some reason, but masks. Uh, she worked at Kaiser. She work, worked yeah. with multiple people that have had COVID and gotten sick from COVID, but yeah. she hasn't got it. And I've been tested. They wear masks. Um, yeah. Yeah, we but had the whole staff get tested. We had a sanitization company come through and fog the whole brewery after it. But pretty much, um, we've got our chemical supply company uh, that does all of our, our soap and stuff for the kitchen or behind the bar, or whatever. They make a bunch of CDC approved uh, uh, disinfectants and stuff like that. So those are pretty much just replaced all cleaning supplies that we used prior to COVID or we would have used. Yeah. Um, so uh, now we just came with disinfectant. So like, no matter what 
something's getting touched with disinfectant multiple times a day. And of course, we're just mindful of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, the table's six per person. Yeah. yeah. Six yeah. Like everything's spaced out okay. outside. And just also just uh, communicating with people, making sure that they're comfortable. You know, if yeah. we're going to see somebody somewhere, like it's a little weird on the patio and one of the tables might be, you know, a touch less than six feet apart from another one. Just make sure like, hey, are you okay with this? And if yeah. you're not, we'll try and get you somewhere else. It's really just about making sure that whoever's coming is as comfortable as they need to be. If yeah. they don't give a shit about anything, cool. Have at it. Go for it. Yeah. I'm going to wear my mask. I'm not going to hug you. We'll be all right. <laughs> right. But, you know, if you're really concerned, we'll, you'll see us cleaning everything. We wipe off and sanitize every table in between. We do okay. the door handles and doorway, like, I think Pin twice mass, an hour. Just because yeah. we have spikes here, like, busy and slow, busy and slow. Okay. And that's, like, wipe down stuff is a filler thing for when it's slow. And so anytime it's slow, somebody's like, all right, I'm going to go wipe shit. They got to wear masks inside. Yeah. And masks masks inside. Yes, we're, inside. We're real hard to do that just because that's – of all this, I think some of it has been a little bit of paranoia that took over for people. Mm-hmm. Masks is the one thing that I think is, like, key to everybody's safety regardless yeah. of how concerned you are about it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think that's good. And then, and then like when you're packaging stuff, like when you're packaging, you know, beers or whatever, I'm sure, uh, do you have a canning line or do you have people oh, come no, in? We don't can- have a canning line. We have a okay. service come in, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring, you know, gloved up, masks up, all yeah. that yeah. stuff. Okay. Cool. That's, that's really it. Yeah. Uh, we do everything we can. Yeah. Just try to wash yourself. While you're canning. Because I mean, I, I, on a personal note, like I'm, 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 I struggle with it because I'm like, I, I just, I don't want to get sick in general, but also like, it's just, it's a big, it's a big thing for me, and I just want to keep everybody I know safe. But like, you know, I, I get the cans, I'm like, oh, okay, so I sprayed them down. I'm like, what about the tops? I don't know, and then start losing my mind about like how everything because. I, I I guess I'm a control freak, but not really. I don't know. I just if I don't know about it, I get concerned about it until I know about it, and then I'm only slightly concerned about it. So that does help. That you know, it helps me, and maybe it helps other people too, to just you know realize that that people are doing everything that they can, and yeah, yeah. there's no known like you doing know, it. We're not we're not like sanitizing stuff before we hand it to people or anything like that. You know, yeah, we're all mindful of our own cleanliness and personal hygiene and stuff like that. It also doesn't live on surfaces, I heard. So it keeps changing. I don't. I, I, I don't know either, man. I, rabbit hole alert! Yeah. Rabbit hole alert! Because <laughs> like I sprayed, oh, like oh. I sprayed the, I sprayed the side of the cans, but I didn't spray the top of the can. And then, but they, but it's been over twenty four hours. I'm like, well, I'm sure it's fine. And then I'm sitting here drinking. And then, you're getting it tomorrow. And then You're I well, getting it and tomorrow. then I go say hi to to my wife and kid. And you I know go, saves the world. Right? I go, I go, Taryn, I, 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 I'm drinking COVID. I fucking know it. I fucking know it. These people are gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but that's also my irrational side and i have to let it out or else it just it's fine we love you for it yeah um so yeah. you're in a safe space right now Thanks, well, I heard you said too, so like i mean that's concerning and if any of you have pre-existing pre-existing conditions or anything like you're just doing what's best for you and your family yeah. and that's like for sure yeah. man yeah do what they need to do to their level of concern you and, know? Like, and i don't know why like what what you're saying brandon it, it is a thing out here and this is, i've been sort of ranting about it for like all the dr homebrew shows i've done and even this show a couple times i don't understand like i live across the street from a park and the amount of people that interact with strangers with no masks on is fucking baffling and that's sort of 
sort of adds to my uh, my insanity a little bit because it's like this is literally my only window to the world, right? I don't go to we don't go to the store. Like we get You're shit delivered. <laughs> yeah, so we see shit and we're like, "What are you people doing? I don't understand it." And so then I think everybody else is doing that. But I have friends in New Jersey who they go out to bars and you know, they social distance or whatever, but they're they're living their life and 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 my friend Jeremy's like, "We've been wearing masks since April." And I'm like, yeah. "How, how what does that feel like?" Because it, I don't know what that feels like out here because nobody does it. Yeah. I think hopefully like this will be something we all learn from. Because remember, like we'd see videos of like Asia and they were all doing this three years ago, four years ago. Yeah, with SARS. Yeah. We need to be more um, cognizant of everyone's uh, health around us. So like I want to start seeing people on Bart wearing masks. You know, oh, my God. Like, I'm going to do it for yeah. sure. 100%. Hopefully it becomes a, cu- a cultural norm. Yeah, if you're yeah. sick, wear your mask. Like yeah. when you go to Tokyo, people are wearing masks when they're sick. Well, I've heard, yeah. I heard, I read some article the other day that that the f- this could be a great awakening for us. You know, yeah. absolutely. Ooh, don't get, don't say the great awakening. You, we'll start talking some QAnon shit, and I don't want to, okay. I don't want to yeah, go down that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? Yeah, yeah, don't do that. What, what is, no, 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 is that? Is that a thing? I'm no, sorry. no. Yeah, you want? I don't follow that stuff. Do you want a pepperoni pizza, Vito? Come on now. <laughs> Oh, um, pizza gate? Yeah. Sure. Pizza well, gate that's now? the same thing. Frazzle drip. It's a whole thing. We'll talk about it oh, later. Yeah, I mean, I read an article the other day that like the flu season in Europe sort of like ended three weeks or four weeks early because people are actually because wearing masks. Wearing masks. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Anyway, let's not talk about that anymore. Let's talk about going to come out of this. Is what I'm yeah, saying. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Tinky Tincture. Now, uh, those of you who heard our, uh, our Danville Brewing <laughs> episode, um, this is a beer that uh, Vito brewed with our friend Matt. And yep. uh, this is the first time I'm having it, and I do like it. It's delightful. It's an IPA, sort of, yep. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, which yeah, is so, unfortunate. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll just kind of the same whole thing we'll, we'll talk about. So uh, uh, before we started, before we opened, uh, we did a bunch of collaborations with uh, with friends of mine that are now pro brewers. So yeah. they all gave me uh, an opportunity to uh, you know to do I guess marketing beer whatever get get the word out there. Yeah. So to when start. to start, you know, this is before we even we were building the brewery and they did collabs with us. So they were collabing with you know. At that time, non-operating brewery. So that was cool. So what I wanted to do was um, pay that back and do collaborations with them once we were open. You know, so that, that that's how this beer came about. Um, when I think Matt, I think Tiki Drink. So immediately exactly. once we started talking, you guys know Matt, yeah. So I'm like Matt Tiki Drink. I'm like, hey, dude, let's do it. And and then what we had on the schedule was an IPA. So I had to do an IPA, and and we had on the schedule like a hybrid IPA. And so. To me, what a hybrid IPA is, is, uh, you know, a, a little the wheat, oats, uh, O1, finishes nice and dry, uh, but it, it's got a little haze to it. So it's kind of like plays no. both sides no of fining. Like, no fining yeah, and some hops to it. Um, so I had to do that. So I was like, hey, Matt, we got to do, we're going to, uh, let's do a tiki beer. And it was so funny. His first, like, kind of, he was like, very apprehensive. He's like, well, I don't want to just do a tiki beer just for the fucking sake of doing a tiki beer. And I'm like, no, dude, yeah, we're going to do it right. So we're like, <laughs> down, because, uh, you know, I, a lot of uh, breweries market tiki beer and they're, they're using some fruity hops or whatnot. And they're, and they're kind of cashing in on the whole tiki thing. Oh, yeah. With uh, pineapple juice. And, and, and I agree with that as well. So I was like, all right, well, you know, what is a, you know, how, how are we going to do this? And we know we got to create this IPA. Um, so he's like, let's do a tincture. Uh, one of his beers that, that he, he's done really well with is the... Uh, 
on the uh, oatmeal raisin cookie, which he's done a tincture with. So he's like, cool, let's kind of along that same line, we'll create this like rum based tincture um, and, and a grog drink. Uh, and it was actually based off. So for my birthday last year, um, he was had a party and he made me a, a drink, a, a bum boat, I think it was called. You familiar with the bum boat? Um, I don't know whether I should say yes or no. I feel like it's a trick question. I don't, it might be. It might be a trick question. No, I've, I've never heard of it. It's a heavily pineapple grog drink. So it's like okay. a pineapple grog drink. Um, so we knew we had to have pineapple. Uh, and then making the, the the tiki side or the tincture side of it. So it's like it's cinnamon, uh, allspice, uh, yeah. allspice berries, um, mm. grapefruit peel, um, okay. orange peel, um, vanilla. For for the uh, for the hops was like sabro 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 is okay. what came to my mind. So yeah. you guys familiar with sabro? So sabro's got to me. I get like a coconut lime pina colada. Tiny so pina yeah, so it's got that vibe. So I was like, okay, cool. Let's go with that for the hops. And we had some sabro left. So sabro only a pound and a half per barrel dry hop. So not by you know for my kids. For my IPAs, I'm doing three to four pounds per barrel, so not aggressive by any means. Yeah, because um, we wanted the um, the tincture to still shine through and be, and I think it is. It's the player. It's a spice beer. This is a spice beer yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when you smell it, when you taste it. Um, so, uh, but you know, it's an IPA too. So yeah. it's uh, yeah, that's kind of the, the 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 theme on that. So there's some oats, some wheat, um, Pilsner malt. Again, a Pilsner malt is what I use a lot in my base. I just like Pilsner malt. Uh, I use that for a lot of IPAs. Sure. Yeah, and then O one yeast. I mean, it's, it's it's a good beer, man. And I think the additions of the peels really help to sort of emphasize the the bitterness of it too. Yeah, you know, because with the in, in, in yeah, in my mind, a, a tiki inspired beer shouldn't be too sweet like tiki no drinks bitter, can yeah. sort of be. So you do need to make it a beer first. It's like any we've ever talked about any time ever on the show where it's like. If you have a, an, an oak-aged beer, it's a beer first. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the tiki drink beer is a beer first, so you do need to emphasize that, but some of these spices can kind of take away from it. So anyway, I like that play with the with the the, the, the orange peel and the and the grapefruit peel or whatever you said. Whatever you said, I agree with. Grapefruit peel and orange. You got it. You're, <laughs> you're listening. All right. Good. All right, good. Yeah, it's good stuff. I could definitely taste uh, the, the allspice for sure. I mean, to me, that... Sort of like a like smell like allspice dram, which is a very tiki thing, and it's uh, I like it. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I'm stoked off that one. I love how it turned out. Matt was stoked on how it turned out, so that was you know yeah, everybody's loved it so far. Yeah. I really wanted good. to make him happy with the beer and, and proud of it, so he yeah. was, and everybody loving yeah. it. Um, so yeah, it's a really good. Uh, and, it, and just to to get back to the the collaborating, you know, people helped me get to where I'm at. Matt's a big person, you know, in that. Uh, a lot of these other breweries that we did these collabs with. Um, so it was just, it was nice to bring them in, you know, wearing our masks that day um, and, and being <laughs> apart, you know, and, and having, you know, just, that was really cool to to bring them back in for those collabs. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool, man. I, I like it. I like it. Well, it's good stuff. Uh, I, you guys are doing some, uh, some killer shit over there and you guys have food too. Yeah. I have, so I haven't been, I, this is my first time of really trying your beers. I mean, I, I had your beer. Yeah, food to go. Yeah, we yeah. food to go. Yeah, and food to go, Jason. Food to go. Uh, we just got voted a uh, best new restaurant. In yeah. Oh damn! All right, congratulations. 
Yeah. It's worth mentioning. Like the kitchen staff is oh, just as passionate about it. food as I am about beer. And yeah. you're giving them the creative freedom and you're challenging them yeah. to create new flavors. And yeah, I, I, che- I, I checked out your webpage and I saw your menu and I was like, oh my God, this is, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, your food's wonderful. Yeah, yeah it's, I think that's kind of like what our, our idea was of like the future of beer, just like, I don't know, I guess the the alcohol industry is a, this, the market's flooded with good beer right now. Yeah. So, yes, exactly. You, you need else. something else. And I think personally, just a lot of most people nowadays, especially like in a, my age bracket and above probably are more fans of good dining and good alcohol. Yes. Yeah. So it, that was just kind of the direction we saw things going in. And they're using the beer yeah. and like, okay, some of the, the strata fresh hops I brought back, I was like, here, take a couple pounds of this and, and make something with it. So they made like a spice uh, that they just made some chicken wings with. Yeah. So we, yeah. we made a fresh hop strata lemon pepper uh, seasoning for our, some wings. Damn. Is that total? Oh. Like, it's just, it's like bitter lemongrass from the hops. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. It, it's, it turned out awesome. They're killing it. They're yeah, also it's great. creative and driven and yeah. passionate and about what they do. We make everything from scratch and like every everything. day they're pouring beer into all of our different sauces, marinades, whatever. Yeah. Marinades. They use a lot of the beer and stuff. So Yeah, I'm looking at your 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 menu here and I just appreciate the fact that you uh, call hot dogs glizzies. Like I think... Uh, <laughs> I saw that and I'm like, God, because my, my buddy's from Philly and he's like, bro, did you know glizzies? He like told me this like last month and suddenly it's everywhere. So actually, it's everywhere <laughs> so, on your site. I'm like, wow. Yeah, our, our GM, um, he's a little bit younger than me, but like he's hit to the new stuff. And he, <laughs> yeah. he explained the meme he's and everything to, to us. Stuff. He's like, yo, we're going to call him glizzies. got to like, call him glizzies, baby. <laughs> that's awesome. You got to get your glizzy game on. For sure. Well, and, I mean, that's that's marketing, though. That's what it takes. You know, yeah. it's like you're not you're not being um, uh, I don't know what the term is. Uh, you're not being insincere about it. You know what I mean? You're not just taking the, the hot trend. You're yeah. yeah, you're not taking yeah. the trend and then just and, and co-opting it. It's it's you know, you, you are young, hip people, except Vito. For sure. You know what I mean? Like that's that's your that's your I don't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you know what I mean. I think it's great. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, um, I think we'll let you guys go. I think that's it. I think we've covered everything. Um, thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. No, thanks for coming on. Yes, Vito. You know, what you think of that American Light Lager, JP? Oh, I will for sure. PM us. We'll drop some beer off for yeah. you. I dropped the beer off to your port, so we'll drop. We'll deliver more. Yeah. We are yeah. shipping as well. All right. Yeah, I appreciate. It. Oh, you are shipping. Time. Yeah, how are you shipping? What's going? Okay. How are you doing that? Order uh, online shipping. Yeah, we're just using GSO. Um, uh, California, right? Yeah, in state only. Yeah, uh, California. Yeah, they're getting a ton of business from breweries now. You go to the yeah. website and do that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. You can. That go was a softball plug. Imperialbeer.com. <laughs> Imperial yeah, you can go to Instagram. If you go on Instagram, I think there's a link to our menu to place orders for pickup. Okay. Uh, on the Instagram, yeah. We also hang out mostly on Instagram too. So if you have any questions or want to see pictures of food and stuff or DM us, like that's, that's the place yeah. to do it for nice. sure. Cool. I appreciate Sweet. it. Well, thanks guys. Thank you very yeah, much. You. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah. This is yeah. great. Yeah. Right on guys. Uh, all right, Sully. I think that's it, right? We're going to get out of here too. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, unless you want to hang we're, we're all here together, so I guess we all have to walk out the same door together. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, all right, everybody, thanks a lot for supporting the show. Thanks a lot for listening to this program. If you want to uh, hear other beer radio like this, of course, we have tons of shows online like uh, Dr. Homebrew and Brew Strong and... Uh, you know, I don't know what else, actually. I think that's probably it. No, uh, Intra Cerveza. So if you have any uh, homebrewers in, uh, you know, Mexico or Spanish-speaking areas that want to learn how to yep. homebrew, that is the only show they should really be listening to, uh, honestly. So anyway, check them all out on the network. Check out our friends at Imperial. Go to imperialbeer.com. And uh, if you're in California, you can order their beer, which I highly recommend. If you're going to come into town for whatever reason, welcome to East County. Uh, put yep. your mask on and get some beer. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. And uh, we'll see you guys around. Bye, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Sky and winning the race, JP does great.